How are you all doing today? I hope absolutely wonderful. I'm your ever-present and sassy host, Dr. Erin Wiseman, and I am bringing another fun episode today. You know, I made this podcast to reach out to other female physicians who were maybe in a similar place that I was or who were more advanced or maybe a little bit behind me, but so that we could move our collective journey of life together and do it better than struggling all alone. And so I just can't believe I'm on episode 148. That's like over 120 interviews with 120 different women talking exactly about that. And this interview is no less amazing as well. It's with Dr. Barbara Hamilton. She is 9% is what she calls herself. She is part of the 9% that makes up women in interventional radiology. She also talks about being a toddler mom and she blogs at the tired superheroine. Let me tell you, if this is a woman who can kick ass and take names, I mean, she is on the top of the pack with it. But what is most inspiring about her is she is really speaking out and empowering learners, residents, and early career physicians, how that they can step up, they can love life, they can have work-life balance in these male-dominated fields that typically women shy away from because we worry about the invisible workload of women. So I can't wait to get in this conversation, sharing it with you and then make sure you stick around for that kick of encouragement afterwards. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Barbara Hamilton. Girl, it is so great to have you here with me today. Thank you so much, Erin. Great to be here. All right. So I know a little bit about you because we were chatting before the recording, but tell everybody out in podcasting world who you are, what you do, and what magic you're bringing to this world. I am an interventional radiologist and a toddler mom in Southern California. And I started a blog a year and change ago for women in my specialty, which are just 9% of the field. And I just wanted to make it my personal mission to change that. I wanted to show what work-life balance could look like for women in my specialty, and I feel like a kinship and that we share so much in common with women in surgical subspecialties and surgery and other male-dominated fields, which Erin, as you said, is pretty much medicine, period. Mm -hmm. um, and so I talk about what it's like to be the mom on call so that people coming up in the ranks can see that it's possible, it's a wonderful life. And it's all about choice, as one of your other guests highlighted. Yes, all about choice. And it can be exactly what you want it to be, which mm -hmm. sometimes I think we kind of got tricked into being like, we just had to fall in line. And yes, mm -hmm. I love what you're doing in interventional radiology, that you're like pushing against the boys club because we are here and we can do great service and we can help people as well. So let's jump into that. Let's talk about your words, your phrase, mom on call. Where did it first come from? Well, growing up in training, I was in New England at a program that was very much a boys club but also supportive. Um, I found when I was going through diagnostic radiology residency and you want to figure out what fellowship you're going to do. Everyone assumes when you're a woman that you want to go into women's imaging because it's the most family-friendly specialty within radiology. 
and you get to just clock out at 4.30 or 5 and there are no emergencies. You're doing breast biopsies and then you leave. And I just found, um, you know, that's not helpful for everyone. <laughs> so I just, I've always known, I've had a surgical personality and, you know, you know when you're good with your hands, you just like to work with your hands. Maybe as a little girl, you were making Cobra bracelets and, you know, we, this stuff is just so inborn and I think developed in women. This is such a great field for women, but it just wasn't really promoted that way. And it was kind of promoted as, well, if you want to have a family one day, you're really going to be giving that up if you choose a certain specialty within radiology, specifically IR, which mm -hmm. is procedural and involves emergencies. When in training then, what was that point that you like had to make the decisions and how did you come to that to be like, actually, I think I can do both. Yeah. And so during training, I didn't even have a boyfriend. I wasn't attached. So a family was just like a far distant dream. It was just something like, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't for me. Um, at that point, I was kind of like uh, later twenties becoming an old maid. You know, we all think we are. Um, and you just have your nose to the grindstone. And then you need to declare yourself somewhere midway through residency if you want to get the support from faculty. And as a woman um, going into a field IR, they hadn't had a female fellow since like the 90s, so for a couple decades. Um, and so you just didn't feel free to declare that. And so I, was, I would say I was a little bit in the closet. I just want to borrow that phrase, I guess. But you kind of feel like hiding. And I think as women, sometimes we hide. And I just, through my blog, I want to help people not hide and just come out and declare themselves. It's part of becoming who you are. Um, it's which is really hard to do when you're in training because you do have to stay in the lines, and you're just you have people that are smarter and more experienced than you telling you things, and you're very influential at that time. But I just want to be another voice out there who says you can do it. Mm, I love that. And so, when did you start the blog? So I've been in, attending IR for five and a half years, and I started the blog about a year and a couple months ago. Um, so I guess it's been a long time coming, and I just have gotten to the point where um, I had the time and space to do it. And I have a two-year-old now, so I have some mom experience under my belt, and I felt like I could just start sharing, you know, what are my breastfeeding hacks for women on the job? who are in a surgical field. Like how can you fit in pumping milk between cases? Stuff like that. I just felt like I had a lot to share. And so I started it like 15 months ago now. I love it. And you know, it it does come at a certain point. And I think that's, it's a little bit different for everyone. Um, but I know mine was kind of a few years into attending life when I was like, I don't care anymore. Like I need to say this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you do come into your own as an attending. I think that of course takes time. Um, you don't want to, you don't feel ready to stick your neck out like the first year as an attending because you're already doing that in a lot of ways. Um, so I think once I had my feet wet a little bit with attending life and now that I, then a couple of years later had a child, I feel like it was a good time. And what are you finding as far as with um, women who are coming to you that are in male dominated fields that you can most help with? Yeah, I think a lot of women going into male-dominated fields, the the boys' club, they need um, just a vote of confidence. And I hope to be that in places where people don't have a female that's geographically near them to serve as a mentor. Um, so I've been able through my society, like nationally, to 
like mentor people here and there when I see them at a meeting or over the phone, but it's really helpful for people who haven't made that point of contact and they're at the point where they need to make a decision. If there are no other women doing what you're doing, I figure I can be like an online presence to show an example of what's possible because there are women in IR, we're just scattered about. And I think the same is probably true of women in EMT or, you know, women in other various fields. Yeah, it's totally true. Cause you know, like connection is the antidote to burnout and isolationism. And that's what we're all feeling in a number of different ways. And so I think it is just so super what you're doing that you are forming these bonds through your blog and people coming to you and having conversations with you, just like how I do it through the podcast, because I think for too long, we've underestimated that loss of connection, you know, like the doctor's lounge, what it used to be, or like I remember talking to an old doc and he was talking about like old society meetings where they would all get like fancy and swanky and take their wives and go have, you know, these wonderful steak dinners. And it was like, that was the expectation that the physician community and they all looked forward to it and they all came to it. And, you know, slowly over time, that's been kind of chipped away. And I see us as a new generation forming connections either through social media or finding each other through different digital platforms because online friends are real friends too. I think so. I'm a believer. (laughs) I am too. There's been lately where I've actually got to meet some of my podcast guests in person. And I'm just telling you, it feels like coming home. And Exactly. Yes. You find your people online and you can meet in person later, but they are real friends. It's amazing. mm -hmm. It's a great time to be alive. Tell me what your vision is with your blog, which is entitled Tired Superheroine. What, where do you think this is going next? And I just want to say about the title, um, tired is, can be a negative word, and I mean it in the best way. I think that a lot of things worth doing make you tired, and I'm, it's my mission to just show what a beautiful, full life it can be as the mom on call. Um, so yeah, tired and is I, not I think of tired, way. too, like when I get super jazzed up and you know, my energy level, like tired is a good thing for me (laughs) because that means like, like I've just poured out all of my passion and you know, and that's when I know that like when I go to bed happy, like that's a good tired. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good tired. So I definitely mean it that way. You know, you're up at two in the morning because you saved someone from bleeding to death from their ulcer or their crushed pelvis. Like that's a good tired. And then you get to come home to your beautiful family. It's just a good life. Um, but where, where am I taking this? Well, I, I would love to have more of a speaking presence. So I would just love to be able to spread the message through, like whether it be on a stage or through podcasts like your, your own, um, and just spread the word in that way. And also, I feel like a career coach. So I don't have a specific credential, but just through mentoring many people over time, you get a lot of the same questions. And I feel like I'm at a place in my career where I have a lot to offer people in their earlier career. So I would love to offer coaching. Like it's like career wellness, basically choosing the right career for you and then figuring out your work-life balance. I also, um, I'm really passionate about, passionate about personal finance, especially for women. And I feel like that's all tied in here. So women shy away from these male-dominated fields, unfortunately, or for, you know, better or worse, these, a lot of these procedural fields that are male-dominated 
are well compensated. And so it's my mission to say, hey, women, go get that money because if you're scared off by the boys club, you're going to miss out on the salary. And so I feel like financial empowerment is a big part of what I'm preaching. Yeah, shake that money tree because it's there. It really Mm -hmm. is. And, you know, I love what you said about jumping into career coaching because, girl, you are a coach. You've already been coaching people. You need to claim that title. And I talk to so many uh, female physicians, particularly who come to me, they see me doing coaching and they're like, I want to do what you want to do. And I'm like, you already have the tools. Go learn a yeah. little bit more about the, like the fundamentals of coaching and then take off. You don't need a $50,000 course to teach you how to coach. I guarantee through your life experience, through your physician training, you're 90% there. And so, so much of it is just the actually going and doing, and then asking for the money to receive that value of coaching. So if there's any listeners out there who's like, maybe I want to be a coach. I say, hell yes, you be Mm -hmm. a coach because there, there is somebody out there who you can serve and you can help by being their coach, by coming alongside of them, by offering, you know, a sounding board, because that's so much what coaching is. It's reflecting back people's thoughts and their words and their mindset so that they are looking into a mirror rather down an empty hole. And mm-hmm. so wow. I, I just tell you so much, like you are a coach already. And I can already, as you have talked about your blog and where this is going, gosh, it has to be the next step. It has to be the next step. And I am just so excited to kind of launch you out into the world on Dr. Me First <laughs> is this. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, it's just so gratifying. And I feel like this would just be such a wonderful dimension of a career. We already as physicians are built in teachers and mentors, Mm -hmm. um, but just to reach a wider audience, because I think that women in male dominated fields are silenced to a degree. And I did it to myself for many years. And so I just want to be like a safe place to land for women who are in that formative period. And it's kind of like talking to my former self. I just feel like it feels right. Yeah. I think of that so much of like, what would I tell past Erin now? Like, mm-hmm. t- you know, give her that encouragement to be like, you've got this, like take up the space. It is yours. Well, that's what you're doing, have. right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I really feel like you're doing that with your podcast. It's really a joy to listen to. Well, I appreciate you so much. Tell the people out in podcasting world where they can hang out with you and find you one more time. Awesome. My blog is tiredsuperheroine.com. All one word, of course. And um, I put together a free resource that you can get if you join my email list. It's called the Dream Job Toolkit. And so it's a little resource I put together um, to help you work through some of the pain points and some of the positive aspects of your current position. And so trainees could use this for jobs they're considering. And so you can download that at tiredsuperheroine.com. I've had the guys come grab it. I've had, of course, the ladies come grab it. It's a little bit of introspection for your career and just to get you into that sweet spot so you can really, my tagline is save lives and enjoy your own. And that's what I want for all the women in the male-dominated fields. I just want them to enjoy what they've worked for. Exactly. We'll have all of that in the show notes. And Dr. Barbara Hamilton, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing what you're doing in the world. Thank you, Erin.
Did you totally catch up on my spiel about how I think all y'all should be coaches in there? Hey, I really, really mean that. Dr. Hamilton brought up such a great point. Like we've already been taught how to teach and how to mentor. Like coaching just brings in a little bit extra special element where it's not about you. It's about the person you're talking about. And I think innately, a lot of us are kind of like that. So I'm just putting it out there. We need more physician coaches in the world. And I think you could be one of them. So think about it. Again, special thanks to Dr. Barbara Hamilton for coming on the podcast, for sharing her heart and soul. Um, Make sure you check out the show notes and get that freebie. I was checking out her website. It's pretty schwancy. You need to get on there and check it out as well. And I really love, and we didn't even get into it in the podcast recording, she's doing a lot of work with personal development. I know that's starting to be more of a hot topic item um, with Dr. Bonnie too, and some of the other ones that are coming out into the world, but it really is important. Our money really is important. And it doesn't mean to be treated like that dirty secret in the closet or, or, you know, that hush hush stuff. It's time to talk about it because really, like I said in the podcast recording, shake that money tree, girls. Like, seriously, you all are so gifted and talented. You need to be paid for the value that you bring. And then you need to add sales tax and so much more as well. And so I just hope that this inspires and encourages everyone out there to sit back and look at what your value is. And I think it is really important to think about our confidence. When we see other women around us advocating, that helps grow our collective confidence. And so I just empower you that if there's a resident who maybe is thinking about radiology, or if there's a female resident who is considering one of these male-dominated fields, have her listen to this podcast and talk to Barbara, because we shouldn't be tampering ourselves by the what-ifs can we do it? The shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And I think it'll be so important to have those that we have gone before us so we can stand on the shoulder of giants and really make medicine sustainable because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take more of us getting into places and speaking up and using our voice and saying, we don't have to do work like this. We can be excellent surgeons. We can be excellent physicians and we can do it in a way that is honoring to everyone, no matter what your different labels are. So I think that's enough for today. I kind of went a little ranty on you guys, but I hope it was a little bit of a kick of encouragement as well. I just want to put out there, I'm trying to meet every single listener of Dr. Me First. So if we have not connected yet, please, please, please uh, connect with me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or drop me an email. Of course, if you want to talk in person, I would love it. And so there's a link in the show notes how you can get directly onto my schedule. No ifs, ands, or buts. You just get in. It's fun. We get to know each other, and I'll just be so glad to do that. And I just want to remind you, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. matters.